My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our show will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Shailene White. Um, Shailene is a professional beauty therapist and business owner. She's the founder of Sharsha London Health and Beauty and also education and services provider, the KW House. Um, Shailene, a real pleasure having you with us today and uh, thanks for joining us as well. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great, Shailene, and to come on and to sort of talk about your own perspective on leadership and uh, business in particular today. And just for those sort of listeners that might not be sort of familiar with you, um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your personal journey and uh, what sort of motivated you initially to kind of go into business for yourself, having become familiar with the industry that you're now in. Um, I've always had a sense of feeling that I needed to work for myself um, from a very young age, um, but I didn't know exactly what it is I was going to do. Um, so it's that sort of journey, you know, when you're, you've come out of school, you've gone to college, you've embarked on university, you go through numerous of jobs. And um, I just had that sense of knowing that, you know, working for someone else wasn't for me. Mm. Um and I just kind of like, I don't know, it was after I got married, I was like, right, well, I need to do something that I'm working for myself. Um, so um, funny enough, when I was working in corporate, um, I used to see a lady who used to come in and do like um, treatments for the lawyers that were there mm. and then go home. And I thought, oh, that looks like a an interesting career um so i i spoke with the lady and she said yeah this is what i do and it's really quite um, simple i'm self-employed um i have work around you know my family life and yeah it it, it suits her so it was kind of like you know the experience of hearing from that lady and then knowing that i wanted to work for myself it kind of like came together <laughs> after i got married so um and I got married in my late 20s. And um, yeah, I, I went away, trained. Um, most of the girls who usually do beauty start at a very young age. So they start from about 16 upwards. And I was at like 28 starting beauty. Um, and it just made sense, you know. Um, I enjoyed the course because I learned so much about, um, one thing people don't know is we learn a lot about the human body. So we do mm. anatomy and physiology. Um, a lot of people think it's just makeup, <laughs> but it's not. It's quite in depth on the body. Um, you have to know certain conditions and, you know, where, you know, certain things are on the body. It's really, really interesting, but it's really, really good as well. Um, so, yeah, that took me, once I was qualified, that took me on the journey to um, become a beauty therapist and then, you know, formulating a business, but I didn't know how to do it. Mm. You know, I think that's where a lot of people stumble. Um, but I went on to agency. I worked for a well-known company as well. And um, yeah, I realized, gosh, I can do this. I can do this. You know, I've got experience working. Um, I haven't had experience working for myself per se, but I can do this. So, um, yeah, I went for it. I got um, my first, um, say, contract um, with a well-known hotel in London. And um, I was providing services for their staff, um, building their morale, building their well-being. 
like once a week and you know it, it kind of sparked from there what I felt I knew I could do and knowing that I wanted to work for myself it all kind of aligned itself so yeah yeah, it certainly makes sense from my perspective. And um, obviously, when you came to sort of training, I suppose the um, the actual um, part of um, running the business in terms of doing the job was probably came quite naturally. But when it comes to all the pitfalls of actually sort of building a business, the administrative side, running a business, what was it like kind of trying to adapt to that? Because as you've sort of alluded to there as well, it is where yeah. people can often slip up, isn't it, when they're trying to start businesses and maybe sort of young entrepreneurs, they're not always aware of the uh, the challenges around that. So what are some of the things that you counted early on so starting it was I'm a creative person so I had the idea I had a like a logo I had all that sort of area sorted but like you said when it came to the the business side of it the administration side of it the finance um how to do that the spreadsheet things like that um I had zero clue <laughs> no no lies I had zero clue um, so it was literally me learning as I went along. Um, so it was going on YouTube, watching videos, um, you know, speaking to other people, um, you know, who's in business. Um, also even going to seminars. Um, I went to a seminar just before I did all of this because, again, I was curious about business. And then just listening to how you know, how to prepare yourself for a business, what you need to do and stuff like that. So doing a lot of research and, you know, trying to figure it out yourself, it's, it's, it is difficult, I kid you not, but um, I knew this is what I wanted. So I just, you know, persevered and, um, yeah, went through it. It just kind of went through it, yeah. Yeah, certainly makes sense. And perseverance as well. It's one of those key things, isn't it? That no matter what yeah. the uh, the setback, the inconvenience or what have you, you just got to sort of keep going. And if you wanted enough, of course, the success is going to uh, to inevitably yeah. come after that. And um, yeah. I just want to kind of take the conversation back to something you alluded to a little bit earlier on as well, uh, Shailene. And that's about kind of, you know, working with some of your clients on the, uh, the morale side of things. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that the motto for your business is take care of yourself first. So when we think about yeah sort of well-being in a broad sense just how important is that sort of within leadership in your point of view especially when it comes to sort of running a business well for me as I said I've I've worked public in a public sector and I worked in a corporate sector before I started my own business and um, I noticed that you know being a you know member of the team you know part of being an employer you are always I feel like you're always just busy working and sometimes your manager or, you know, your general manager, whoever it is, is leading you tend to forget that you're there. You're just there working and that you have, even though you're at work and you know you're supposed to be working, but you also have a personal life and there could be stuff going on there. There could be stuff at work that's going on. And again, it's just like, I, I noticed that a lot of people were falling sick at work for all sorts of reasons. Um, but you never saw that the employer was taking care of their staff in the places that I was working mm. and that ultimately led a lot of people, you know, to fall sick, um, go on to sick leave. So for me, it was like, you know, well-being is vital. If you take care of your staff, if, you know, if you build, you know, that rapport with your staff, you know, 
then there will be a sense of balance in the workplace. So um, for me, I when I was working prior to going into doing business for myself, I felt really sick. Um, and I was just working. I didn't even realize I was sick. I was just working through being sick um, until I ended up um, having to have major surgery. And that was what turned my whole situation around. And that's mm-hmm. where the motto came from. Take care of yourself first. You know, um, you only got this life once. <laughs> and um, you've got to really treasure it. And it's really, really important to take time out and to just, figure out where you are and where you're going and or if this where I am right now is not working, do I stay or do I go? It's it's really about getting people to just take time, just a moment to to think about their well being, think about where they are mentally, physically, you know? Mm. Um and that's what I try to do when people come in to see me or, you know, book me, I'm always like, you know, take time out with them and they can't believe that someone's actually taking time out to just, you know, ask them how are you how are you doing mm. you know and um giving them that time and you'd be really surprised as a beauty therapist the amount of things we hear we're actually like counselors you know um from people so it's 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 a, it, it's very rewarding um my job and you know it's 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 something that i i'm happy to do and i'm really grateful that i'm there to do it you know so yeah yeah, and just talking about sort of the uh, the consequences of poor well-being, I mean, we see it, don't we, in uh, how dangerous it is for the individual suffering, the employee, let's say, but also it sort of comes back onto the employer as well with, you know, high rates of absenteeism, and that has its own pitfalls as well. So it is in one's yeah. interest to, uh, to look after well-being. And again, with sort yeah. of recruitment and retention, it also becomes more difficult because we've heard a lot of talk since the, uh, the pandemic, especially about you know, this great resignation we've seen, people wondering, is this job for me anymore? And I think that's down, isn't it, to the fact that people have become so much more aware of their own mentality, uh, mortality rather. They're sort of, um, they're kind of prioritising their health and well-being a lot more and what they're doing with their spare time. And that is having a huge effect, isn't it? And so as as a leader, as a business, if you're not considering that, um, then in what is a very very difficult recruitment environment right now with you know record vacancies in a lot of industries it's going to be harder for you to sort of recruit talent isn't it absolutely what i've noticed now is in rightfully said the talented the ones that are really there to do the jobs to build the industries are no longer wanting to do it um and i remember years ago this was going back into the public sector when i worked in the nhs and um, I worked alongside some great nurses and great doctors. However, because of the pressure at work and the bureaucracy at work, they left. And, you know, as time went on, I moved on to different industries and sold into beauty. The same thing was happening again. And it's actually got worse, you know. Um, like you said, COVID was the eye-opener for a lot of people on, on this planet. Um who just realize, you know what, well, I want, I want a better life. I was, you know, this is, you know, we lost so many people throughout that time and there's so much uncertainty. And I think things like that on a grand scale, it does stop people, you know, and think, gosh, what do I want to do next? Where do, where do I want to go? And it was, it's good. It, it actually put people in the space that where I do my business and say that they, 
were doing that during that period of time. But it, as you said, it's caused, you know, a plethora of people leaving work and industries don't have that many talented or professionals in the roles that they're, you know, requiring for. So, yeah. And just thinking about kind of your industry as well, I know obviously sometimes your sector can be sort of seen as more of a superficial one, but like over the pandemic, I think what has happened as well is more people have become sort of so much more acutely aware of how important it is for sort of morale and well-being and actually, you know, bridging that gap. It's so, yeah. so important, isn't it? Uh, because people, when sort of nail bars and beauty salons and things were closed, hairdressers, for instance, people really yeah. did suffer, didn't they? Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, think about it, as I said, you know, our roles are it, people don't deem a beauty therapist as something important, but it's really important, as I said. You know, it's a time for that person to come out, have a time for themselves. And I remember this was, you know, a time just for them to get their nails done, the hair done, whatever, just for themselves. And they were no longer to, able to do that. You know, they were confined to their homes like we all were. And it's that social because we are sociable creatures, right? Mm. And we're not able to be sociable anymore. You know, if, if you were someone who lived by themselves and you were by yourself, if, you know, if you were with your family, it probably became quite intense being around your family for the, you know, duration. So it was so vital, you know, at that time, knowing that our roles were much needed and we should be valid a little bit more, you know? Absolutely so. And um, I suppose part of that as well sort of led to kind of the KW House coming into existence because essentially that sort of spin off of uh, your business. I mean, it's a charity that's really aimed at sort of raising awareness and knowledge about sort of women's health and well-being, isn't it? So that's another sort of arm to the uh, to the campaign front, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, again, I was kind of thinking, you know, like everyone did. You know, if I've gone tomorrow, what have I got as a legacy? You know, um, yes, I've built Shasha London Health and Beauty, but I wanted to do something more in depth. So as a beauty therapist, we're not allowed to prescribe. We are just able to do the treatments and advise you to see a doctor or, you know, a specialist for whatever the, whatever the thing is. Um, so KW House for me is my legacy. It's about helping women helping families to understand things that um, are well don't tend to talk about a lot. So if you know, about your your well being or a condition that you have, I'm here to, you know, educate you and share information that you may never even got from your doctors because even themselves they're over prescribed or, you know, they don't tend to um, go into details about these things. It's it's very quite, you know, clinical and, um, you know, just surface as opposed to really get an experience from a person who's gone through that mm. condition or, you know, something. It, it, I'm trying to build a connection between the beauty and the health industry, yeah. And the value of that can't be understated, can it? Because even if somebody, you know, sort of, becomes aware through that campaign and essentially yeah. it helps sort of somebody turn onto the right pathway or even save a life. I mean, even for just one person, I mean, I suppose that just makes everything worth it, doesn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, at this moment, um, I've spoken to people literally over the, all over the world. Um, you know, I, I 
so the part the part I started on was about the womb because I found that a lot of women that were coming to me for treatments were having a lot of womb problems. Mm. So I said, right, I'm going to start allowing people to have their conversation about what they're going through. So um, I interviewed a um, few people all over the world and allowed them to tell their story and put it on my Instagram page. And it's it's been amazing. I mean, people are connecting with each other through my page. So it, it, it's doing what it needs to be done. And it, it's building that conversation. It's building that bridge. And, you know, future, I really hope that we can bridge this gap with, you know, health, because it seems like if you're in another country, there's this particular way health is run there. And then here in the UK, how the health is run here mm. is different. It's so different, but it needs to be a one accord, you know? So we can actually get the treatments done and get the the information correct because it's all different. Yeah, there's a lot of danger, isn't there, when, you know, you're talking different countries, different systems, and that natural disjointedness sort of comes into play, isn't it? And even just raising awareness of, you know, kind of early signs of certain things. I mean, it's going to make a massive difference even in, you know, that current climate that we do, uh, that we do find ourselves in. And Again, yeah. I suppose the next step is, like I say, to try and obviously just bridge the gap with health and try and make the whole situation that little bit more uniform. And, you know, with the, with the power that we have with, uh, you know, sort of video technology, social media. And again, I think that's come on sort of leaps and bounds since COVID as well. You know, the potential yeah. is uh, is certainly there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, that's the one of the beautiful things about, well, the good side of technology is that we can communicate over, you know, digital platforms and you know, have those conversations on, you know, Zoom or on Instagram or, you know, the phone. It's 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 those good things that we can bridge the gap of those conversations or even doing assessments and things like that. I mean, you know, we couldn't work um, in the physical, but I was able to talk to people through like Zoom, <laughs> through um, WhatsApp, um, if they had concerns about their skin or something, I was able to talk to them. And, you know, so it was a hard time throughout COVID, but there were some silver lining. And, yeah, technology was helpful to keep us sort of what connected throughout that time. Yeah. It certainly was. And um, obviously we've talked about kind of what the uh, the ambition is for the future, you know, help sort of make all of this more uniform, help raise even further awareness. But let's say, uh, Shailene, just before we wrap up on the show today, if we, uh, if we were to look ahead, say, till 12 months time or maybe the end of next year, where ideally do you see yourself, your business and that campaign um, that the KW House is running? What are you really hoping to achieve in the next 12 months? So I would like KW House to be, I'm going to, well, at the moment, I'm building the website, so there's going to be access to it, and you can get all the information that you need and the stories as well. I'm also trying at the moment to get a premises because of the time that I started Shusha London Health and Beauty was in 2018. Um, the time frame to get the, the premises and COVID, it kind of clashed. So um, I'm hoping that going forward, I can get a premise so I can provide more services and also as I said combine the two in that premises so it's 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 like a hub of wellness <laughs> come for your treatment and also get information as well yeah. to other services and stuff like that so yeah 
and it'd be absolutely amazing. And, you know, I certainly wish you all the luck in the world in sort of bridging that gap and sort of making the ambition a reality. And uh, hopefully, you know, at some point in the next few months, we might even be able to catch up on this very show. And uh, you'll be talking about how the premises is, is now up and running and uh, really providing those services that you dream of. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? And um, to anybody as well who's been tuning into this and you, you know, have been particularly affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, I mean, you can speak to us and leave a comment. Uh, that would be via yeah. leaderscouncil.co.uk uh, forward slash contact hyphen us. Um, or if you have your own perspective to bring to the discussion table or any topical matter or issue for that uh, for that matter, um, you can apply to be on the show yourself via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply and come and share your perspective with us too. Um, for now, it has been an immense pleasure welcoming Shailene White from Shoshart London Health and Beauty and also the KW House onto today's show. And um, Shailene, do uh, take care and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, be catching up on the uh, the programme very soon indeed. And best of luck uh, with the uh, with the, all those ambitions and goals you have for the upcoming year. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And to all listening into the show today, I've been your host, Scott Challoner, as always, on this episode of the Leaders' Council podcast. Until next time, take care all and goodbye.